0: Welcome to another episode of the Week Pastor Podcast, where we view Christianity through the lens of vulnerability.
1: Well, hey, thank you so much for joining us at the Week Pastors Podcast. We're so grateful that you've joined us this week. Uh, we're talking about a pretty heavy topic. And so before we get into that, uh, I have a real important question I need to ask you, Sua. So, uh,
0: By important, do you mean ridiculous?
1: Ridiculous. Yes. Okay. Ridiculous. Important and but ridiculous. here's the thing Worst date you've ever been on with John?
0: specifically with john
1: with john with john absolutely because no. you're married to him
0: worst, worst date, that date you've I've been ever in.
1: been on with john all right i'm gonna go first because okay, i already yeah, you know go mine. first you go first my blood is continuing to boil just thinking about it okay so we went to great adventure jenny and i and jenny's younger sister michelle and with another korean dude that's their mutual friends but okay. this this guy was friends uh, was much closer with Michelle. So they were like together. And then it was me and Jenny. We went down a great adventure. I'd always dreamed because I watched Karate Kid. Remember that scene in Karate Kid 1 when Ali and, and Ralph Macchio, Daniel, they were at like that amusement park. They played the games and yeah. they were on the rides.
0: It's very romantic.
1: I, w- I was just imagining that's what was going to happen to us.
0: You are going to win her a stuffed animal. Oh, it was just and- going
1: to be great. We're yeah, going to have a great time totally. together. She's going to pay a lot of attention to me. So we go in the car and i'm the one driving because i have the car and i'm driving down there it's about an hour hour and a half drive down there she is spending her entire time talking to this dude
0: jenny The entire time
1: jenny not michelle oh, jenny no. ignoring me oh, the whole way no. and, and originally i wasn't getting so angry i was like okay i was like it's, you know, it's a little it's a little off <laughs> and then and then we go to great Adventure. i am think okay well now this is our time the entire time she's talking with him, the whole time. She's with him, talking with him, Wait, what's just it leaving me like alone. a double date? Yeah, that's what I thought it was going to be, like a double date. It's, it's not really her friend. It's Michelle's friend. <laughs> we are there all day from morning, of course, tonight. And, you know, great adventure is so great funny. adventure. You know, we're standing in line for like an hour, hour and a half. And what do you think she's doing? She's talking to this guy, talking this to him the hilarious. whole time. And then by the time we get home, I am fuming i am so angry that she ignored me the whole time and then she looks at me she goes are you okay and (laughs) she knew i wasn't okay and of course i was like i'm okay and i just ignored her the whole way the whole time back she was talking to him and i'm telling i couldn't i couldn't blow up on her because they were there and uh so she she believed you
0: that you were okay
1: I, I don't think so. Okay. I, I think she knew something was up, but okay. she wasn't gonna like process that with me sure. because she, you know she she knows how I'll behave because we were just dating. Oh my god! And uh, it was our first trip to Great Adventure ever, and it was the worst experience of my life. And I um I I was I was mortified. I was so upset. I was hurt. All that stuff. And I remember when I got home, I think what I did was I called her as soon as she got home, and I just went in on her. I was like, "You ignored <gasps> me the whole time." I cannot believe you did that to me. You know, I'm your boyfriend. This guy is your sister's friend. Why in the world are you spending all that time talking to him and not talking to me? What like, did what she is say? Going on? You know, I forget exactly what she said because you know how bad my memory is. But I think she said something to the fact, well, you know, he's like our guest. I didn't want him to feel like weird that he's with us. And I'm like, but you got your sister for that. <laughs> why, why, do, why do you have to be responsible for that? Your sister will take care of that. I mean, why She do was you- being
0: considerate.
1: Consider it. Listen, if that happened to John, don't you think John would be angry? Like, if there was another dude, and, yeah, and you spent the entire well. time talking to that person, and you were like with them, like an hour and a half waiting for rides, and you were talking with well.
0: them, it wouldn't
1: go well. John, John, come on, John. If you're yeah, listening to this with go- her, I hope John, you would say Peter is right on this one. I was <laughs> boiling. It was the worst date. I'm actually getting angry right now. All right, <laughs> I, I, um, uh, I. It was the worst, worst date that I ever been on with her, ever ever so anyway that's me
0: i mean i guess yeah that's that's because it wasn't even a date with her it's like basically you were the weird third fourth I, wheel I just, I, I literally just felt like she guy. just wanted
1: me to come because she wanted she needed a car to drive her down there
0: you felt used
1: well you know part of this is that i was so incredibly insecure and so you know i just i couldn't i, I couldn't handle it and you know men are so insecure when it comes they to are. those things and and i think for me i i always believed somehow deep down when i was dating jenny she's gonna meet a better guy she's gonna leave me well, and so did
0: marry up so that
1: is a, i did i, ma- I married up yes marry yes up. i did like you say she's yeah. hot and holy hot and, and holy and so i just like she's, hot
0: and holy. she's just like a great human overall <laughs> you know what i'm saying
1: so it's kind of she like is. she's
0: hot holy plus she's a great human <laughs> so, being, so that's why, so, that's like, why i knew uh, every
1: guy would probably uh, want her and so <laughs> when she was talking to this dude how is he not gonna be mesmerizing like i want her you know like i was like yeah, I mean, it's only gonna be a matter of time so anyway, yeah, but that's that's me. That's the worst date I've ever been on. How about you? How about you?
0: Um, I mean, I have a few not so great dates. I'll, I tell you, I'll tell you about this one um, because I remember it. So we we had been dating for about a year and a half, maybe. John really liked BB King. Like he really likes electric guitar. He likes the blues. Oh, he Really oh, likes BB okay. King.
1: I'm thinking of like, and what so, is B.B. Wings? What is his B.B. <laughs> King? I'm like, what is this?
0: B.B. King. Because I know he B. likes B. food. B.B. King, okay, the guitarist. Yeah, B. B. King. Yeah,
1: yeah, yes. yeah, he's in the blues. So okay.
0: there's a, you know, in Times Square, there's like the B.B. King's blues. Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah, I know exactly what it is. B.B. King was doing a concert. He was doing a tour. Okay. Tickets were very expensive because at this point, BB King was pretty old.
1: Yeah. and So
0: you just didn't know when you were going to be able to see him in concert. So mm-hmm. the tickets were really expensive. I think they were like 200 per piece. And so John and I, I was trying to take on wow. and surprise him. And so I had been saving up all of my money and listen,
1: all I of your social not- workers money.
0: Well, no, I wasn't working, I was in oh, college. So yeah. well, I was working, but I wasn't working full time.
1: Yeah, so, yeah. Remember, yeah.
0: so $200, so $400 in college when you're working part-time jobs is a lot of money. A lot. I used to do all of my classes between 8 a.m. to 12 p.m. so that I could work one to seven every day. What did you do um, from one
1: to seven? What was your part-time job?
0: Well, at that time, I think I was working at an HR company, um, but I was like an intern, so I was getting paid very, very little. Yeah, I was making maybe 150 a week. Um, wow. So 400 there's a lot of weeks to save. That's a a
1: one month salary. I think I got like a
0: loan from my parents so that I could buy it and then pay them back, (laughs) which I did because, you know, I have to do the right thing. So I'm like dying to tell him about this, but of course I can't tell him. So for weeks and weeks and weeks, I'm just like, Oh my God, he's going to be so excited. So I bring him over, I'm like walking over to Times Square, pretending that like nothing is happening. And then we stop underneath the BB King, you know, the billboard that says BB King. And then I'm like, surprise. Okay. Now. What do you think the reaction should be of the person? Oh my receiving- god, I
1: can't believe Sue, you got okay. tickets to the BBK. Thank you. Yeah.
0: The reaction I got was, oh, nice. That was literally the reaction that I got.
1: That is my wife. Um, that-, that is Jenny. <laughs> I wrote her a poem. I mailed it to her. I waited because <laughs> we didn't have emails back then, and I'm waiting for her. And I'm like, she did not even tell me the mail. She didn't even say, hey, thank you for the poem. I would even appreciated that. <laughs> <laughs> and i had to mention this like hey you know did you get something in the mail for me she goes oh yeah 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 yeah, i read it thanks <laughs> so, yeah <it's, laughs> so you feel
0: my pain literally. Oh, i feel your pain after all oh, of dear. that anticipation on my part
1: I'm, Don, like, I'm not on your side anymore where
0: is where is uh-huh. the rea- no reaction so we got into a huge fight while waiting online to go he deserves huge, huge it concert. obviously we have to see the concert because i paid 400 for it and we're sitting there and we're sitting at the table not talking to each other um, we're listening to this concert because it was a concert where you sit down and yeah. literally he's sitting there like BB B- B- King is up there gushing like love songs. And I'm just sitting there like in complete silence. Like, don't look at me. Don't even look at me. I was so angry. Love it. Love it. I and mean, he apologized, you know, later on. He but it's apologized. Kind of apologized? Yeah, but like, That's how do you apologize out. for something like that? Like, I'm sorry I didn't have a reaction. I'll try better to have a reaction next time. And you know what? Can I just say, I don't think he ever got better. I think I just got used to it.
1: Well, <laughs> I mean, but, but that's the thing, Sue. I think, you know, what I've had to learn about Jenny and what you have to learn about John, and I'm sure they had to do the same things that, you know, they're just not very emotive type people sometimes. Not, and to just not. accept, you got to accept them for who yeah, they no, are. Th- I think that yeah.
0: at that point, because it was early on in our relationship, I took his non, you know, expressive, you know, yep. thanks or nice as, oh, that's the level of his emotion or you know gratefulness that he has towards me but usually with him i've noticed like he just can't he doesn't express what he feels you know there's like a limit to how much he can express in terms of his affect yeah it doesn't mean that he's not happy (laughs) or thankful it's just maybe it's like he's screaming on the inside like that you know during (laughs) covid during covid the japanese people put up a sign next to the roller coasters like due to covid precautions please scream in your heart please scream inside your heart. (laughs) Maybe that's kind of like what John is doing. He's screaming inside his heart. It's just that I can't see it because it doesn't quite make it out to the exterior.
1: Our spouses married incredible people that can just understand their shortcomings and we just accept them for who they are and we love them. We're so
0: accommodating.
1: (laughs) I know. No, no, but listen, listen, that's jacked up, John. All right. So Sue was right on that one. I'm usually on your side, brother, but that's kind of messed up. All right. So she's $400 college Mm -hmm. student, Yeah. BB King. Dang. It was, it was
0: terrible yeah but somehow a, i found it in my heart to forgive him and we moved on
1: you're an incredible human being incredible thank human you. being thank All you right.
0: see that i'm i'm, I'm practicing thank yes, you yes thank yes, you. yes
1: yes yes okay well unfortunately we got to kind of shift here a little bit uh you know we are uh in the uh, it's about the one year anniversary with the atlanta shootings that happened um and with over the past year even longer than that there's been just such an uptick on asian violence particularly yeah. with asian american women and it's even more disheartening when it's with older asian american women yeah and it's happening so much and uh i I'm, I'm not i'm not um naive to believe that it never happened before uh the press is just covering it so much more now because people are watching and they're getting interested and so on and so forth um, it's incredibly discouraging, uh, especially the last one that happened, where the older woman was. How many? I forget how many times she was kicked 127 in the head. Hundred and twenty-seven. I mean, it's just it's. I mean, walkers. that's that that could be my mother. My mother hikes every day. She she walks like four hours a day and and, and exercises. And I, I tell her and I get nervous because she she gets up around three thirty in the morning and walks to church close mm-hmm. to about four o'clock. And I'm like, oh, just be careful. It's dark. And you're yeah. walking by yourself, yeah. and you're a 76 year old woman. You got to be careful. But there's so much things going on right now, and uh, you know, racial racism, unfortunate, and racial justice, um, it, you know, has to prevail in this country. It's not right now. But so, what I wanted to ask, uh, as an Asian American woman, how do you process in in a very raw and honest way? How are you processing all of this? You know, you have two little girls at home. How are you processing this as an Asian American woman?
0: I wish I could say I was processing it I don't even know if I'm processing it like I really Mm. don't know how to make sense of because my my MO is like I try to look at the facts I gather information and I try to make sense of what is happening I cannot make sense of what is happening um especially for somebody like me who went to NYU then went to Columbia like I worked in New York City for five years yeah it's I don't I don't know I don't know how to process that this is what's happening, and I've never, you know, people kind of laugh about. People would say things like, "Oh, New York City is so scary." Like people who watch, remember that movie Rumble in the Bronx?
1: Oh yeah, Jackie people watched Chan. it and they
0: were like, telling to shot mom, that like, movie in Toronto." Well, <laughs> they were like telling my mom, "Like, don't let Sue go to New York City. It's really scary there." You know what? And <laughs> I'd be like, "Are you joking?" So I've never felt scared. And a lot Damn. of strange things have happened to me in the city. I've been licked by a homeless person. I've Whoa. seen a, I've seen a um, Like where person... did he lick you on your face? Yeah, he licked me on the face oh at West Fourth my... Street Station. Oh my god. Um, I had a person I saw a person taking a dump on the subway.
1: Wow. Um
0: Christopher on hundred and how
1: do you remember the names of the, the street ER. and the cross street? No,
0: no. His name was Christopher, the man. Oh, he okay. He used to come to the ER at Columbia, so we were kind oh, of okay. acquainted with him. Um, but I've seen a lot of things in my life, but I've never ever felt scared to go into New yeah. York City. Yep. But recently, John and I have been talking about going to visit New York and New Jersey this summer, and I said to him, I am not taking the subway. And he thought i was being a little crazy because i was like but yeah. you guys you always take the subway no i i'm scared i'm actually yep. scared and i tell all my friends who in, are in the city don't take the subway if you can make sure you're aware of your surroundings like don't go near the tracks you know it's it's completely yeah i don't even know how to make sense of it i, yeah. I think there's a sense of fear
1: Oh, you know? absolutely. And the fear paralyzes because my daughter, Christina, sometimes she'll, you know, she'll go and, and visit New York City with some of her friends. And, you know, she takes mass transit there and so forth. And I tell her, you know, I tell her as well, I don't tell her necessarily, you can't go to New York. I don't believe that we should live our life in fear. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think we should be cautious. I think we got to be careful. I tell her, if you're going to go and be in New York, you got to be around. There's a lot of people around, you know, because Times Square is littered with cops all over. I mean, they even have machine guns, you know, and stuff. So I'm a recent thing or
0: because I don't remember there being cops with machine guns. No, no, no. This
1: is recent. This is recent. This is recent. Okay. so I, I, you know, I told I told I said, if you're going to go, you go to Times Square, go to these big places where there's a lot of cops, a lot of people that are around. If you start to go to places and corner streets where there aren't too many people. Um, who knows it, it, you, might, you it might it could be you and you have to be careful. but yeah, as a father of two daughters, um, I do get a little nervous uh, honestly and I'm grateful that my kids don't go into New York City a lot. Um, you know this happens not just in New York, it happens in other places, even here in New Jersey and things like that and so you know we just have to be cautious but i think the biggest thing is like how do we process this so well, how do we help the asian community um, the white community the black community to sort of enter into our, our worlds right now and just sort of even make sense of this and how do we as a christian maybe how are we supposed to respond to all of this like what what is the thing that we need to do because it shouldn't just be living in fear what are, what are some of the things that we that you think perhaps maybe we need to uh do or maybe even how posture we need to sort of like obtain or have you know within all of this to make this something that we can endure you know so you rather know what's than interesting it just is yeah. i was
0: getting my hair done yesterday and um the lady who it was, looks
1: fabulous by the way oh, thank
0: you the lady who was doing my hair was white and i was telling her well because we were talking about new york city and i said something like well you know with all the stuff that's been happening i'm a little scared to go into the subways and she was like what's been happening like she had no idea. Yeah. And I was like, you know, with the Asian elderly being pushed on the subway stairs and, you know, women being attacked in their own homes and women being pushed onto the oncoming trains. Yeah. And she just looked at me horrified. And she was like, wait, is this on the news? Like she had oh absolutely goodness. no, clue. are you serious? No, wow. clue. um, yeah. people that I've spoken to usually same reaction. Really? I didn't know that was happening even before this, the recent, do you remember when the Stop Asian Hate first started trending, um, the overwhelming reaction from my white friends was, I didn't know there was racism against Asians. This was the most common, like a variation of that. Um, And in a way it actually made me think not to change the subject but it al- almost made me think because i was sitting there pleading with them like this is real there is yep. racism towards asians i experienced it yep. my kids experience it and yep. i was trying to convince them and sometimes they would listen sometimes they would kind of be like well and they would try to like deflect it And I was like, is this how black people feel all the time when they keep telling people that we're being killed and nobody is listening to them and telling them to prove themselves and, you know, and obviously it's way worse because it's like 400 years of it, you know, I'm not comparing oppression here, but it really made me feel like, why do I have to prove to you that this is happening to my people? Like, why are you making me prove this to you? Why are you not aware already? Like, why do I have to tell you this is happening in this country? You don't, we live in the same country, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I, it was it was a little bit of an eye opener that really nobody understood that there was racism against Asians.
1: Yeah, you know it's that's incredibly deflating when that happens. You yeah. know, and I just think, uh, you know, I, I one of my things I would encourage you know the the non Asian community is simply that you can't look at every Asian, especially in this time and age, and think that they're foreigners. You know, yeah. because we. <laughs> My kids are full-blooded American. They are U.S. citizens. They're born in this country. They are full Americans. And I, they're still, no matter where you are, you can be in New York City, wherever you are, when, when I think non-Asians look at Asian people, they don't think, oh, this person is an American. They think, oh, this person is Asian before they're American and they are foreigners, you know, and stuff. And I think... That uh that is something that if I can encourage the non-Asian community to realize is that don't go in with that presupposition or that understanding that when you see an Asian person, oh, wait a minute, they they're foreigners. No, don't don't think that way. Because I remember playing bat I went to this camp up in New Hampshire and I was playing basketball with, you know, a bunch of kids from high school and stuff like that. And one of the kids, he's from Connecticut, he said to me, He goes, Wow, you don't have an accent. Oh my gosh. Oh my and I just gosh. said, Excuse me? He's like I just can't believe you don't have an accent. And I said, "Why do you think I would have an accent? I grew up here. I came what to the country he say? When I was three months old. Did he, he did did you know, say that? Yes. He yeah. He, he's. Like, I came here when I was three months old, and he's just like, oh, 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 I'm sorry. He's like, but you know, like, don't you speak, you know, Korean? Don't you speak your oh language? I'm like, no, I speak some of it. He goes, I just, you know, because his his family adopted Asian kids. And so I guess his whole worldview was simply Asians are foreigners. Oh, yes. And I think that's what I'm saying is that a lot of times I think when non-Asians look at us, they see us as foreigners. Like these people don't belong in this country. They are foreigners. And that, that really, really, I think, incredi- it, it, it hurts us. It, it, it also uh, it makes us feel like this is like you don't want us to be, like, we don't, you don't want us to be Americans and we are Americans. We're just as American as, as you are. And we have to realize that, and, and, and I want to encourage our non-Asian community that that's a really important thing. But what's really happening here uh, with all of this and what's happening with Asian people being violently hit and struck, so do you know, like, where, where were the genesis of that? If we could sort of say, we're just going to try to be honest and real here, where do you think that all started coming from?
0: I mean, I don't... I'm sure, see, this is that question that you posed earlier, like, has this been happening all this time and we just never had any coverage of it or is it is because, you know, there's all these statistics that are like showing that um, there's been a significant rise in anti Asian hate crimes all throughout the country. But there's also a lot of questions about, well, is that actually an increase or is it more reporting? You know, whereas like certain communities earlier were not reporting it or had no access to reporting it. And now everyone's reporting it. so there are some kind of questions about the, the legitimacy of the statistics or whatever. The when I what I remember is right after the pandemic, it yeah. kind of really starting this crazy um, yep. rise. Oh, I'm actually, sure during a little bit
1: during before. the pandemic, yeah, during, during the, the pandemic. pandemic.
0: Yep. Um, and you know, I recently had a talk with somebody because, um, you know, she she was saying that she, you know, she had. To, not to get political but basically she was trying to explain to me that like she had voted for Trump and um you know she didn't understand what the big problem was with calling it the China virus um yep. and you know what it could and she she made her point she was like well it came from China it's a virus that came from China why can't we call it the China virus and if she puts it like that you know yeah I get what you're saying yeah it's a virus that came from China but that's the impact of it is much yeah. more profound than just calling it a virus from china it's much deeper nuance there yep. my children are viewed as chinese basically yep. living in the middle of ohio i mean just the other yep. day i was selling something on facebook marketplace and the lady after she bought this ikea table or whatever for me she was like she like, did i say that right and i wanted to look at her and be like i don't wow. know did, did yeah. you say that right because i don't know what that means Yep, you know, yep. but of course, I, I don't want to like sit there and like have another 10 minute conversation with this woman. So I'm like, yeah, whatever. But I mean, she obviously not only assumed that I was Asian, but and not only assumed that I speak a different language, but she automatically assumed I'm Chinese, you yep, know? Yep. Um, my daughter was told by a kid in her class during the pandemic that she doesn't want, he doesn't want to sit with her because she's Chinese and the China virus came from your people. Yep. You know, um, some girl told my kid that they don't want to you know be next to her in her squad at the dance team because they were like oh we don't like Asians yep. you know so these things directly impact us and i think absolutely a lot of times when you're not in that group it's easy to just s- dismiss it and say what's the big deal about calling it the china virus there's bigger implications there for people who look like me
1: and it's easy to say what's the big deal when you're not chinese or when you're not asian it's so easy to say that but you don't understand from our perspective of what that happens to us and what it means for us right and and you don't also understand the reality that when that's being said from the most powerful leader in the world right and it's coming from his mouth and people are laughing when he calls it kung flu and things like that and how how painful that can be not just in a de- name calling derogatory way but how then we are being treated right. at the end of the day right. and I think that is what we don't realize and, and I think naturally just as human beings we don't want to connect and say well you know what no it, but that didn't mean it gave people permission to now go and beat up people and and beat up old Asian women and kill them at, you know, at these massage places and stuff like that and I'm not saying that they're completely connected and related but what I am saying is that when we live with that kind of ignorance and when we keep thinking that Asians are foreigners then we think that they're lesser than and in some ways that we can treat them whatever way we want to treat them. And and, and, and let me just be very honest here just as an Asian man growing up in this country back in the 80s, I mean, we lived such an emasculated life Mm -hmm. because nobody thought Asian men were men. You know, no no one ever thought, I mean, if you watch that dragon movie, the story of Bruce Lee, and there was that one scene where bruce lee's you know girlfriend you know who's white and they were saying you would actually kiss that asian like you would mm-hmm. stick your mm-hmm. tongue in his mouth like oh i can't like that is really yeah. the sentiment of how i think many women felt maybe not now but back then when i grew up women saw asian men as so like yeah. not only do we feel emasculated by women but then even a- other non-asian men would see us not as real men and so it's It's dealing with all of that reality and realizing that we are the weaker, physically weaker race. We're smaller Mm -hmm. in stature and things like that. And so because of that, we can do whatever we want to them because they're not strong. And I I think it's. Yeah.
0: Well, I mean, I guess that was also part of that whole, you know, they say it was a lie perpetuated by white supremacy to make Asian men inaccessible because they're not really men and then make black men inaccessible because they're predatory. Uh, yep. They're too much, you yep. know, too little, yep. too much. White man, just the right amount. Like, this is yep. kind of the messaging that was, you know, being given, right? right? Um, of course, on the flip side of that, as we see in the shooting in Atlanta and other things like that, the there's a complete opposite effect when it comes to Asian women versus what happened to Asian men. The Asian men were emasculated, told, you know, they have small wee-wees and you you don't want that Asian man. Whereas Asian women were completely fetishized.
1: Completely. uh,
0: Completely fetishized um, as this exotic Asian mystique, you know? Um, You can see it over, like over and over in history, this um, archetype of like the exotic Asian female, you know? Um, Polynesian movies, quote unquote. Like they have like the hula girl, like so sexy, you know, like the dragon girl, so sexy. Um, even like Miss Saigon. I remember watching that yeah. way show when I was in high school and like the woman kills herself at the end. Sorry, spoiler alert. The woman kills herself in front of her kid because her yeah. white boyfriend leaves her. And I remember sitting there being like, what kind of messaging is this, you know? Um, And so, yeah, it's very interesting when people say things like, well, that wasn't racism. That was, you know, a sex addiction or whatever. These things are not individually separate things. American history, white history has made Asian women into objects of sexualization. Absolutely. um, Objectification. And that has contributed directly to how the people view Asian women in this country. They view us as objects. They don't view us as humans. They don't see the humanity in Mm. us. They just see us as sex objects or whatever, you know?
1: And and one of the things that I say about this, and I say this so much at our church, I'm sure people are so overwhelmed (laughs) and, and they don't like me saying this, but, you know, justice really has to ask the qu- If we're really serious about justice and we're, if we're serious about racial justice towards Asian people, I think we have to ask the question, all right? Even Asians included, okay? Asians included. It's not that we're exempt from this, but particularly to the non-Asian people. How have we been complicit? Mm-hmm. How have we been complicit in fetis- fetishizing Asian women? Mm. How have we been complicit with that? okay and i'm not saying that that's just with asian you know non asians but asian do the same but but it's really with the non asian community how have we been complicit because that's what true justice is coming to grips with that admitting it alright just Come to grips with that with yourself and now once you can admit that then you have the choice to say am i going to continue to perpetuate that or am i going to change now and change course and that's my hope my hope is that all of us would be able to change course and not say you know what i'm no longer going to fetishize asian women i'm no longer going to just you know think asian men are not real men Things like that. They are human. We are creating the image of God. God created all of us equally. It uh, doesn't matter what color skin. We are all who right. we are and that we have to do our best. But I think when we continue to perpetuate the stereotypes, we're only hurting and we don't think it's a bad thing. Well, what's the, such a bad thing fetishizing Asian women? Well, look what's happening. Look what's happening right now. Right. And uh, and it's just, it's, it's just un, such an unfortunate, unfortunate, uh, it's a tragic, tragic story that just breaks my heart and I know breaks your heart with it. So I, mean, I would just... Yeah, go ahead. I'm no, sorry. I mean,
0: I was going to say it's just um, it's, and I, I see, you know, I, I used to always say, like, why do people have to look like you for you to care? Like, I used to always say that about, um, you know, mm. especially when the videos of the you know, police brutality would come up and I would be like, you should care, even if they don't look like you, you should care. I will say, though, um, because I am human, um, seeing the pictures of people who look like my parents and my grandparents being brutally beaten. Yeah um it does do something differently on a visceral yeah. level because it hits you like on a totally different level and so you know i i guess it was one of those moments when i realized okay this is my limitation as a human i guess yeah. I, can't, I don't have the same gut punch reaction to every single injustice and it definitely hits differently when the people who are the victims look like your family members yeah um in which case i ha- actually it made me feel a lot of um real i don't know if compassion is the right word but man i was like how do my black friends do this? Well, you know, see, when that... these videos surface, how do they right. do that?
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. They look like
0: their sons and their brothers and their dads, yep. Yep. right? Yep. And the trauma that that must trigger for them to have to watch these videos over and over and over again. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I do remember thinking, "Wow, like it's it's it hits on a different gut level seeing people that look like your own family."
1: What, what I would say to the Asian community is simply this, and you know, this, these are just suggestions. None of this is, you know, we're not race experts at all. But what I would just encourage the Asian community is simply this, is that during the season, uh, I think it's incredibly important that we stay strong, that we stay open, we, we have communities that care for us. And that we're openly sharing and talking about this stuff. And that we don't let fear dictate how we're going to live our lives. Whenever you let fear dictate how you're going to live your life, it never really goes well. It always goes bad. But the other thing I I really want us to to wrestle with is simply this question. Um, So I do believe that by and large, generally, the majority of Asian Americans in this country are seeing what they're seeing now with Asian hate. And they are they are, they are you know, offended, they are, they, they are flabbergasted about what's happening, they're angry, they're upset, and mm-hmm. all that stuff. And, and we should, because we can identify with this. This is our mother, this is our grandmother that's happening, that yeah. could potentially be those people. But I guess the question that I have for, for our Asian American community is, has that ever, and I know it probably won't ever be to that degree, has that ever gotten to you when you see that happen to black people? When you ever see that happen to brown people? Whenever you see uh, people taking advantage of them and, and when you start to see the injustice that happens to our black and brown community, have we ever felt that upset? And probably not if we're just gonna be honest with ourselves, but I think the big thing now is simply understanding that because we are still minorities in this country, unfortunately we still have to deal with this racism thing that's happening in our country. And it's more than just, for Asian Americans now, it's more than just name calling.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It used to just really just be name calling, really. People just make fun of us all the time. Yeah. And you'd feel bad about it. You'd cry. Yeah. you go home as a kid. And it just was terrible, right? You know, sometimes you get bullied, but you would never think about you could die mm-hmm. being, a, being a Korean American. And you never thought about my mom could die right. walking right. in the streets. Um, in many ways, we have been... <laughs> in some ways, invited into the world of our black and brown people in this country and what they live with the plight with, with, you know, with, with a, a black parent when their kids get older, particularly men, and teaching them how they are to respond right. when a cop pulls them over. Right. Here's what you have to do. Always put your hand on the steering wheel in this way, okay? Mm-hmm. Don't ever let go of that. Like giving them special, specific instructions. Uh, this is what you have to do when this happens because otherwise, you may get shot.
0: And this is the same thing we're telling our kids, right? You're telling Christina, if you are in the subway, these are the things that you must do. And these are not things you would have thought about telling her before all of this happened. Right. Um, You know, but it's become extremely pertinent now because you see people like who look like us and, you know, um, getting targeted, you know? Yeah. um, Yeah. And this is not by bringing up, you know, um, other oppression, I'm not dismissing. Asian um, oppression and the violence against Asians as, you know, it's not as bad. No, that's not what I'm saying at all, because there's definitely, we need to hold space for those of us who are grieving that, because that's a very, very real thing. And um, it's a real threat that I personally feel, um, you know, Ironically enough, when I said I was gonna move to, well, in, before I moved to Ohio, I was actually in North Carolina, and that was right. during the entire campaign, the very controversial first campaign. Um, and a lot of my friends in New Jersey were like, why are you going to the South? Or like, why are you going over there? Like, it's not safe there. I will tell you something very interesting. Um, yeah. I have had less like racist encounters in Ohio and Charlotte than I did in New Jersey. Mm. Um, People are. I mean, part of that is I think people in the South and the Midwest are generally just nicer. This is true. If you ever wondered if this is the stereotype is true, it's hundred percent true. Like every other day, John and I are like, wasn't that guy so nice? Like, was so nice. You know Mm -hmm. that guy who came to fix our fridge? He was so nice. The guy who came to cut down our trees. Oh my gosh, wasn't he so nice? People are just nicer. But I also think part of that because even my in-laws who ha- have been staying in Ohio for a while, they will not stop talking about how they tr- they are treated like royalty whenever mm. they go to like their golf courses or whatever, like they're so nice to them. And they're, it's not even like John and me who speak English fluently, you know, my in-laws speak, you know, quote unquote broken English, right? And You're they right. still treat them so well. And I said to John, it d- does, do you think this might have to do with the fact that we're not perceived as a threat here? Because there's so few of us, whereas you know, in certain regions of Bergen County, mm. New York City, it's it's a direct threat All of right. white supremacy. Because now they're taking our jobs, they're taking our money, they're taking the white collar positions. And I feel like the more of us there are, we're perceived more as a threat.
1: Here, yeah. nobody
0: really thinks about the Asians because we're scattered and there's not that many of us. Um, and I think that's. I wonder if maybe that's part of. It. And I mean, yes, I think a lot a lot of these incidences, the people were also quote unquote mentally ill. I mean, the the incident with the guy who pushed the woman onto the train tracks, I mean, that was, you know, a lot of people are just dismissing it as, well, that was, he was just mentally ill. Um, I get that, but at the same time, we're all being fed certain messages about um, Asians, an Asian woman and what that means and I feel like none of us are immune to it and it didn't come from just out of nowhere it didn't just come from schizophrenia you know it came from a society that portrayed us a certain way and diminished our value in like a certain way and um, yeah I, I, I think about the origins a lot like I think about is it because now we're not the Asians of our generation our parents' generation who put their heads down work their small business shops whether it was the laundromats or the nail shops or like the delis or whatever like they didn't speak english they didn't fight back they didn't you know protest they just kind of made their living and that was it but our generation we have been pretty vocal right i mean maybe not as vocal as we could have been but there's been a lot more um activism in the asian community as of late we have been a lot more vocal about that we demand equality um a lot of us have gotten you know white collar jobs or very successful i mean i actually read a new york times article saying that um the most powerful race gender combination like in terms of like how much money they make is actually the asian female and the white male so Mm. like asians are like kind of breaking into that group and i kind of wonder is it because we're threatening something Yeah.
1: Well, it's, it's, you know, a, a friend of mine, he's a professor at Fuller now. His name is Sun Chan Ra, Dr. Sun Chan Ra. And he oh, says yeah. this, and I, I just think it's so important. He says, you know, um, uh, he says, white people often will see minorities as either two categories. Are they a pet or are they a threat? Mm. And as long oh, as we wow. can dribble a basketball, wow. as long as we can entertain people, as long as you know we're not uh, we are a pet to the white community, mm-hmm. um, particularly let's just say the white supremacists because the white community is a really overgeneralization to white right, folks right. who are in a lot of power. Then we're good, everything is great. Yeah. Yeah. But once we become a threat, like your daughters, they, they were a threat in their class because they thought the the white kids in that class thought that they carried the coronavirus. Mm-hmm. And then, then they become a threat. And right. once we become a threat, like we're taking their jobs, we're taking this and that. We're taking
0: their woman. There's been a rise of Asian men right. being in relationships right. with white women. It's not going well for,
1: you know, right. a lot of so, white
0: men are very upset.
1: Right. And so as a result of that, once we start to become a threat, then we're treated very differently. And right. I think for right. so long, Asians have been treated as a pet. You know, like, oh, they're yeah. good people, this and that, you know, and so forth. And, you know, yeah, people make fun of us, all that stuff. But now we're becoming a threat and, and it's, it's legitimate. And, uh, you know, China is, is the number two power, economic power in the world, mm-hmm. um, you know, things like that. And there are things that are happening and it's just a matter of time before China becomes the number one economic power yeah, in the world it and so it's it's and the majority of the population of our world the largest population of the world are asians asians yeah and that is a fact that's happening we are far greater in number in the world than we are in, and than any other group is around the world and so now i think we're becoming a legitimate threat and as a result of that um you know people are unfortunately treating us like that in some ways, not everyone, but some, but some people who have seen now we're a threat and they're deciding to take matters into our own hands and beat up on vulnerable, older Asian women which is really, really saddening. And so, Sue, what would be the advice that you would give to our, if there is anything that you would give to our non-Asian community during this time? Because, listen, I, I really want you guys to hear us, particularly if you're listening to this and you're white. We're not saying that all white people are like this. Definitely not. But there is this underlying thing that's happened in, as we've been sort of how we've been treated in this country um, that has been shaped by the white community and how they've treated Asian people since they've come to this country.
0: And we're all products of our society you know absolutely ironically enough i know just as many asian people who are racist towards asians as oh white my people goodness that are racist yes oh my goodness black yes. people that are i mean i had friends growing up who literally were like they were korean or chinese and they would be like i'm never dating a korean or chinese yeah. guy yeah. i mean this was a thing that they said with no you know like hmm maybe that's a racist thing no it's literally no i don't date asian guys such a straightforward thing to say yeah how is that not racist? Yep, right. But yep. none of this was ever questioned. So I don't think when I say these things, I'm saying, you know, white people, I think it's white culture, which is a dominant culture of America, like right. the United States. And we're all part of that. We're all complicit in some way um, That's Just right. because we are Asian. Doesn't mean we haven't contributed to that. We have all, contributed oh, of course,
1: I think we've contributed tremendously to it. Right. Yep. We've
0: all, yes, exactly. And because we've um, I,
1: Asian people have idolized white culture
0: absolutely idolize idolize
1: white, white, white culture i mean yep. i
0: don't even think we can say that in a past tense you no know, I think it's, it's
1: still today uh, yeah we still idolize white culture think about when our babies are born we want them to look western With their eyes with their nose we don't want them to have asian features i know i tell that to white people they think we're crazy yeah but when when our kids are born we're hoping that they're going to have the fold in their eyes like every white person Mm -hmm. westerners do we hope they're going to have big noses not flat noses and we really champion that and part of that is we idolize white culture we want our kids look more western more white than we do more asian more eastern
0: but yeah i mean i don't know i don't know if i have any advice i mean i would it would I mean, first of all, if we tell you and this is not again just white people, this is just like all people, even Asians. Because even Asians, everyone included, if you hear a story about hatred against Asians or racism against Asians, violence against Asians, um, don't immediately dismiss it as well that I don't know if that's a racist thing. Right. Because that's something I hear a lot. And I think maybe it's because a lot of people have been told that there is no such thing as racism towards Asians. Like I remember somebody in North Carolina being like, oh, we don't have any racism towards Asians here. We think they're all very hardworking people. Like that's obviously, you know, like that's racist, but it's very, it's almost like coded in like a compliment. You know, we should be receiving, it's kind of like the same thing for Asian girls. Men will, people will say things like, oh, I think Asian women are the most beautiful woman. That might be just a pure hearted sincere compliment. That might also be rooted in the, fetish that has that's been right. rooted in this that's culture right. for so long. And so, you know, don't immediately dismiss when we say this is happening to us, this is happening to our people. Yeah. Um, as Well, are you sure that's racism? Are you sure yeah. Um, yeah. that's not just mental illness? Or are you sure that's not just this man had a sex addiction? And it has nothing to do with you being Asian. It just happened that the massage parlor yeah. had, had Asians. Yeah. Really? I mean, is that really... You know, yeah. believe us. Bel- maybe listen. Listen with an open Th- mind.
1: That's the most important thing. Is listen. listen
0: to us. Well, you know, well.
1: In order to be, in order to listen, you actually have to talk to Asian folks. And so, I guess my my, my encouragement to the audience is this: If you don't have any Asian friends, um, and you just are kind of within your own tribe, certainly understand that. You know, but my my encouragement to you is that you know part of this podcast is that we would find our commonality and our weaknesses. Mm-hmm. And so I hope that what you can do is sit with an Asian person and just say, "Hey, listen, uh, can I just ask you some questions?" And I just want to listen. Mm-hmm. What do you, what's happening? Well, how are you processing everything that's going on right now in the world, especially with Asian hate? And I think that would be a really great place to start. And for Asian Americans, um, we it's our responsibility to share honestly. Yes. And uh, and to be completely honest and raw. And, uh, and for those who are listening and who are in that place of listening is that you would just receive it and you wouldn't respond by saying, well, I don't know if that's racism. Uh, that again, you're, 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 what you're doing is you're, you're changing the power structure again and you're just saying that you have the power to say that so then it's right. not. Right. the best thing you can say is wow thank you so much for sharing that let me just you know i'm gonna pop i'm gonna just sort of um, reflect upon what you said and i'm just gonna really try to reflect more maybe you know we can have a follow-up conversation in another couple of days or in a week or something like that that could be really a great place to start i think it would be great the other thing i would encourage you and i think our world's gotten a lot smaller now and people are watching more international stuff and you know a lot of people are watching korean k-dramas and stuff yes. like that so it's becoming so big and i think that's a good thing and all that way but yeah learn learn about other cultures learn learn about other other people and and that's really important. And then just really asking, how have I been complicit? How have I been complicit in perpetuating racism towards Asian Americans, particularly Asian American women um, and men? It's so
0: weird. It's like BTS is bigger than it's ever been. And somehow, you know, it's not, has no effect on (laughs) stopping Asian aid. I mean, I realize I'm making kind of a joke here, but not really. I mean, in a weird way, it's like, Korean cultural things have never been at a more on trend. You know, Korean, right. like Squid, Squid Games,
1: Games, BTS um, is a is a Parasite, K-pop group. Yep, yep. Parasite. Uh, mm-hmm.
0: um, K-beauty is a big yep. thing right now. Uh, BTS. You know, yep. All of these things. Yeah, Korean dramas. I know Crash yep. Landing on You almost. I think possibly got picked up by an American network to like redo. I don't know how they're going to yep. redo a show about North Korea and South yep. Korea. But, but yeah. I, but all these things. Like, what does it mean to us if? at the end of the day, we're still, can't even stop this kind of hatred and violence that is being targeted. Yeah,
1: we're, we're more, our, our, our race is more than just entertaining people. Yeah. Um, our race is, we're human beings and we're creating the pets. image of God. Yep. And please, you know, like if you can, uh, reach out and, and, and try to hear us if you can. What I love about our church, I'm just gonna brag a little bit about Metro, is that <laughs> we have these things called sacred spaces And we allow, like, the black community in our church to come together when things happen and to lament. Mm -hmm. They get to grieve as the black community in our church about what's happening when they hear, you know, another story of an unarmed unarmed black man being shot and killed. Um, You know, we allow our Asian American communities to come together, call them sacred spaces again, to come and lament. And then sometimes we have them come to. We all come together for learning, for growing, to asking questions, and just to have these conversations so that we can learn and be a true family yeah. of God. Yeah. And uh, I, you know, I really wanna give a, a major shout out to Pastor Sunita, Pastor IJ, uh, Pastor Steve, um, just and Pastor David, Janet, all these people that have really put this together and really helping our church mm-hmm. to be a community because we're a multi-ethnic church. How can we begin to talk about these things where we all feel fully human in God's eyes? And that we don't see ourselves as lesser than. And that's an incredibly difficult conversation to have. This is not easy, but it's important to have. And that's really, really critical. So, but anyway, yeah. So, listen, I want to really thank you for listening today. There's really nothing, you know, uh, I mean, it's, I I don't, we can go on for hours if we wanted to and talk about this, but I just think it's a good place for us to stop right now. We'd love to hear from you. Um, Listen, if you get offended by some of the things you've said, I hope that you don't just keep that to yourself. Feel free to share it with us. We'd love to process that with you uh, via email. We'll even bring it up in the show. But, uh, you know, this is a podcast. We're just trying to keep it raw and real. And that's not just about sharing some of the things that have been broken in our lives. But we also want to just share about some of the things that were the emotions that we're feeling right now as Asian Americans uh, living in this country. And I hope that you will give us space to lament to grieve and to even get upset on this podcast because it's affecting our people and we Mm -hmm. are sad and upset about it but i just want to thank you all for listening hopefully you'll join us next week take care